I do like cupcakes if they're only if they're in a form of a cake though. Like if it's a bunch of cupcakes and then just a big ass layer of frosting. Like a cake but with cupcakes. That's yeah. A cupcake cake. That's really how you want to start this show this week? Doesn't everybody like cupcakes and cake? Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have pen and paper because I'm going to explain to you something that you weren't aware of. Back to another episode of uh, Tinfoil Radio. How do you want to start the show? Well, <laughs> guess what happened yesterday? Our yeah, capital there was got a riot on the Capitol Hill. I was trying, you know, and most of our listeners will sit there and they'll be like, fuck. Wait a second. Tyler wanted to start off on a positive yeah, note? Yeah, and then they're going to be like, fuck, Jake ruined it. He had to bring it up. No, no, no actually, they're going to be like, well, 2021 is even screwier, screwier than before. Uh, it was a good five days. We had a good five days of a little bit of normalcy and then... Did yes, you see sir. the TikTok video with the zero days since yeah. the incident? <laughs> since fuckery. Um, yeah, we're not going to talk about that very much today. Um, we're recording this Thursday, January 7th, and this will be up on the 8th, but everybody knows what happened January 6th, and um, I think it's... For me, this show is something that I value, um, and it, it it is a show that I think sometimes shed light sheds light on things that people normally don't talk about enough with other people. Like when we did the OAN episode or the Newsmax episode or anytime we've covered um, any of the shit bags that are in this world like Candace Owens and uh, Alex Jones. Mm-hmm. And I love doing those episodes. Yeah. But I have found the show has been a lot better for me and my mental health if we still have those things happen and we will talk about them sure. in due time but i just need a fucking break i think everybody needs a fucking break and that's why the last few episodes have been the goofier episodes mm. and they've been some of the most fun i've had yeah and we're going to keep doing that and um i would like to say that the it's uh, why we did weird summer by the way yeah and oh yeah so we've done this before look man like i mean <clears throat> the reason why i didn't really talk like a lot about blm on the show this summer was because when i wasn't doing the show i was out there protesting um so that's kind of why we did like you know all that uh funny goofy stuff was because it was like hey in my real life i am constantly out there trying to do something about it so when we do the show and jake's the same way yeah but uh real quick uh funny um uh this episode is number 51 and we do a weekly show so do you know what that means next week is our one year anniversary this is our last show and the funny thing is what did we start off with birds aren't real yes so we end year one with circle with yes with espionage spy animals that's what we're talking about <laughs> it's so, it's a sequel by robert rodriguez to spy kids <laughs> no it's a it's a <laughs> it's an animated spinoff on netflix that's what it is spy animals. antonio banderas needs yeah. work so he's definitely in it <laughs> yeah of course of I'm course sure, robert i will take that role i'm pretty sure he did um 
do the voice for the Puss in Boots show. I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, probably. I mean, he probably look, hey, you know what? Honestly, hey, I like Antonio Banderas. I do too. And honestly, if they were like, hey, we'll pay you like $10,000 a day <laughs> to sit in a chair and read shit off a script, and I'd say be like, stuff okay. like a, Say things as, as a sexy Latino cat. And they're like, sure. Boom. Sounds good. Right? So yeah, the last few <laughs> weeks, we've been having fun on the show. We're going to keep doing that. And uh, you know, you mentioned Tyler, uh, the BLM protests and things like that. I do want to try and do some sort of BLM-themed episode because I am just so sick of all the people that lie about it. Yeah. And I definitely want to tell the truth about that. And so we're going to cover some deep, heavy topics this year. and Maybe starting next week. Who knows? I, I We don't have the schedule fully out yet. No. We might keep doing these silly episodes a few more times. The but holidays really did a lot to me, and I know probably you too, in yeah. terms of like these things, like my, yeah. my music and also our podcast. It just kind of threw everything into whack, and then of course the last week or two, and yeah, yeah. So we need. But that little, being said, yeah. let's have some fun, dude. Let's talk about some spy animals. So, Woo! so uh, the idea of using animals for espionage isn't as crazy an idea as you think it might be. I worded that really weird. <laughs> During World War One, the United <laughs> States used pigeons for spying. Pigeon photography was introduced to military intelligence intelligence gatherings so their main way of trying to get intel was just flying these pigeons in there mm. which <laughs> right away you're going to find out this episode a lot of this is really stupid because oh, yeah. to think that we have any sort of control over an animal is hilarious as this is someone who has a puppy at home who i think i have control over he still does whatever the fuck he wants oh, my God. you can't control animals look honestly like if you're talking about like a canine unit in say a military well yes uh, of course you can train you can train animals sure that's, no i'm saying like that's like that's probably the the top of the line but, and that's years one, and years and years right, of training. And that's one dog. And you also, those dogs have to like bond with a person. And they have to have strict discipline. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so most of these ideas involve many, 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 many creatures. And they're not well planned. <laughs> that are not trainable. <laughs> yeah. It gets it You gets ever heard well. of herding cats? Yeah, here we also, go. Also, fun fact, before we continue on this. Mm. This all started because of GPS sharks. I had heard about this conspiracy about <laughs> GPS sharks. We were trying to figure out what to do. Well, yesterday. yeah, because I, I had, yelling at the TV. I had an episode planned, and it was going to be a really dark episode. It was going to be a heavy hitter, you know, to end the year. And then I listened back to the the Y two K episode, and I listened to how much fun we had doing that. But I was like, okay, so let's try and find something a little bit more wackier. So I'm just scouring through the internet, research, trying to find something, and I fall on GPS sharks, and then. I fall into the idea that like there's just a whole subset of different kind of animals being used for espionage, and let me tell you, every single one of them is fucking hilarious, because it's like, it, it, it would never work! <laughs> Where yeah. would you think that, yes, the pigeon ideas, it worked for fucking Harry Potter, it'll work for us. So, no, so I'm actually really interested in World War One how they, because like now you could maybe like hook a... Right. A body cam. Well, here's the idea is... But, so, This is a precursor to drones. Tell us more about the pigeons. Well, yeah, this is a precursor to what we use for drone... What we have drone technology yeah, for. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but those are things that we control. Yes. <laughs> Although employed during major battles, like at Verdun and Somme, I believe that's... I've, I'm, I'm Somme. Gonna, Somme, yeah. I'm going to butcher names. This is going to happen. okay. French the is me <laughs> the Did you say the French are dumb? No, no. French is weird. Oh, <laughs> A, 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 a lot dumb. of foreign languages I can yeah. almost at least sound out, but whenever I try and sound so out French, yeah. yeah so the message was not particularly successful. 
However, that didn't stop the U.S. from trying. Various attempts in this direction were made during the Second World War as well. A CIA pigeon camera dating from the 1970s is displayed in the CIA museum. Details of CIA missions using the camera are still classified. <laughs> the fact that they still tried this in the 70s? Yeah. No, my favorite is that it still adheres to the Freedom of Information Act. Well, no, and that's the funny thing, because you will find out. The or reason, whatever, whatever it is that causes it to Pfizer wait 75 yeah. years before they release. Well, and that's what's funny, is most of these are old, so that's how we found out. Like, when the next one we're going to be talking about, it is actually declassified information that we're getting this from. So oh, it's, it's going to get it's, it's better from fucking, here, folks. Oh, yeah, it does. All right. So, for those wondering, <laughs> yes, there was an official name for the pigeons and their espionage. The name was Project Pigeon. We which, should hire somebody for that. That's We need to make Project Pigeon t-shirts. Oh. That's merch. Uh, <laughs> light bulb. Ding. No, I, I laugh because it's so it's such a weak name. It really is. Like, Project Icarus, man. Make it like... See? Right Ooh, there. Even yeah. better. Make Pro- it- Project Flying Rat. Okay, well. As some New Yorkers refer to pigeons. Flying Rodent. Yeah, yeah. seriously. I mean, it's better than just Project Pigeon. <laughs> so this idea was proposed by American behaviorist B.F. Skinner, and this is his attempt to- a- Get back in your Skinner box. Skinner? <laughs> Skinner. <laughs> so this was his attempt to develop- That's Armin Tamzarian to you. <laughs> These are Deep you- cut. They're developing a standard developed uh, under power... Uh, I skipped a line. Sorry, it's up to... You threw me off. So I Skinner know, was sorry. trying to develop a pigeon-controlled guided bomb. The test bed was the same for the National Bureau of Standards, which developed an unpowered aircraft that was later used for the U.S. Navy's radar-guided bat glide bomb. Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, so... The, oh, yeah. I Look... We could probably do a two-hour episode on this because there are so many more. There's bats, there's dogs, there's all sorts of different things. Some of them are kind of sad, but mm-hmm. some of them just make me laugh. Uh, and they've actually used a lot of different animals to um, find bombs and sniff out mines, which is pretty cool. But So this was basically a small glider with wings and tail surfaces and explosive warhead section in the center. This was what the, the bat glide bombs were and a guidance guidance section in the nose cone. The intent was to train pigeons to act as pilots for this device, using their cognitive abilities to recognize the target. I'm just picturing, like, nice. little fucking pigeon top gun, dude. Like, I, like he's got that... He's got the Maverick helmet on. He's, he's fucking... This sounds like the worst Pixar movie I've ever heard. What are you? I'm a pigeon pilot in Project Pigeon. Um, I believe uh, Launchpad McQuack already did the <laughs> Launchpad whole... Launchpad Yeah, we can't... Fuck. Dude. I thought, you know, not everything could be merch. You know, some things you gotta draw the line. Oh, and uh, uh, as um, after we get back to the end of this, I do have a, a really cool story All that right. kind of ties into this. Okay. No, I lost my place. No. Uh, the intent yeah. was to train pigeons to act as pilots for the device. Yeah, we already read that. Yeah. The guidance system consisted of three lenses mounted in the nose on the vehicle, which <laughs> which projected an image of the target on a screen mounted in a small compartment inside the nose cone. <laughs> Again, I'm picturing this little fucking helmet and the little projection <laughs> coming out, <laughs> like a laser beam coming out of it. Oh, my God. 
Oh, it's great. These were used for war. All right. This screen was mounted on pivots and fitted with sensors that measured any regular movement. So it was attached, you know, because you know how a bird's uh, head's like twitch. So mm-hmm. that was made to kind of go with it. Yeah. One of three pigeons trained by operant conditioning to recognize the target were stationed in front of the screen. When they saw the target, they would peck at the screen with their beaks. As long as the target <laughs> remained in the center of the screen, the screen would not move, but if the bomb began to go off track, the image would move towards the edge of the screen. The pigeons would follow the image, pecking at it, which would move the screen on pivots. A lot of technology here for something that didn't work. <laughs> All of, Dude, you'll find out more. It only gets more expensive to use oh animals. Boy. And it's like all this money, which cool technology, but why the fuck are you using pigeons? Take that technology and develop a drone. Yeah, they're pretty just, much. They're, you know, just a couple years off, right? This was in the World War II. A couple years off. The sensors would detect the movement and send signals to the control surfaces, which would steer the bomb in the direction the screen had moved. As the bomb swung back towards the target, the pigeons would allow, uh, again follow the image, bringing the screen back to the center position again. In that way, the pigeons would correct any deviations in the course and keep the bomb on its glide path. Which, again, cool. Duh. That's kind of cool. But, you know, you got Pigeon Maverick. <laughs> Early electronic guiding systems used similar methods, only with electronic signals and processors replacing the birds and detecting the target and preventing deviation from the glide path. The National Defense Research Committee saw the idea to use pigeons and glide bombs as very eccentric and impractical, but still contributed $25,000 to the research. <laughs> so they said up front, this is not a good idea, it's stupid, but... I would like to see some pigeons be like top guns. I so could here's move the, I could move some things around. <laughs> it's 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 defense funding. We'll find the money, buddy. We will have the money. Here's twenty five thousand dollars. Figured out. So Skinner, who had some sex, some sex. Skinner. <laughs> Skinner had some sex. Skinner, who had some success with the training, complained, "Quote: Our problem was no one would take us seriously." End quote. Really. Skinner, really? You're using pigeons Skinner! to guide these bombs, and you no wonder people will laugh at you. Good I'm God. willing to bet that there was a um, a kid working in that place um, who uh, was like Ralph Wiggum. <laughs> I'm in danger. Hi, Super Nintendo Chalmers. That's yeah. My favorite. Skinner. <laughs> Enough, uh, so uh, yeah. the program was canceled on October 8th, 1944, because the military believed that further prosecution of this project was seri- would seriously delay others, which in the minds of the division had more immediate promise of combat application. Mm. No shit. No shit the military said, yeah, we can't use this, so we're going to go with something we can actually kill people with. That's mm. kind of our job. It's kind of what we do. We fight wars. <laughs> We're not a damn zoo, mm-hmm. all right? Get, uh-huh. get your uh-huh. damn pigeons out uh-huh. here. Uh-huh. Tyler, believe it or not, it doesn't stop there for uh, spy animals. The Robert it, Rodriguez it doesn't. Uh, it doesn't, but um, I, I do want to uh, uh, talk to you about uh, Olga of Kiev, uh, who was a ruler uh, back in, um, uh, well, Kiev, I guess. <laughs> um but we're talking about pigeons and combat yeah. applications, and uh, she was at uh, odds with the uh, people called the Drevlians, okay? 
and they murdered her husband and she sought revenge on them and <clears throat> she went and besieged one of their towns and uh, after a while, she had this idea. She said, you know what? I'll go away if you if, if every household pays me the tribute mm-hmm. of three pigeons and three sparrows. And they were like, fuck, yeah. So they sent all that out to her, sitting out there, sieging their town. <laughs> and she was like, sweet. She knew that pigeons and sparrows would return to the homes. So she had, their, uh, she had her forces tie sulfur. To all these birds, and then set them ablaze. Jesus! And they all returned and set that fucking place on fire. Wow! So when you think about it, <laughs> when you think about these modern assholes and their technology, man, you're just like, you know, God, you, did you go to school <laughs> at all? Like at yeah. all? You know, it'd be a really good idea. You know those things flying up there that you can't touch or reach at all. Just reach up and grab it, right? Just grab it. Listen, why can't we use those things that are up in the sky that we have no control over to do what we want? <laughs> well, someday, The son, Bible told us that we have dominion over the earth and the sky if and the only, If only they knew, like, 70 years later, we'd have drones and they wouldn't have. If only they knew brains yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And things. So, okay, Tyler. So, let's move on to the next spy animal. Dun, 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 dun. Spy animal. Yeah. Written... You, Written you know and directed what? by Robert, Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez even did his, did his own music Here, for this. What's song. the name of his first movie? Acoustic Kitty. That's a great name. Was a CIA, a CIA project in the '60s that attempted to use cats to spy on Kremlin <laughs> and Soviet embassies. <laughs> Again, things that robots could probably do. Well, also, let me just tell you that nobody. I can trust me when I say nobody is gonna just no. Nobody's just gonna not notice a strange cat all of a sudden. Right. What? Uh, oh, uh, it's just a kitty. Uh, Let it better go. Yet, wouldn't a dog be easier to train to do this than a cat? Regardless, that dog is gonna be like taken down by the KGB. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is that? You know. You anyway. brought the you brought the cat in you here. Who brought cat in here? I, I did remember. not order cat. I ordered prostitute and vodka. Hey. hey. I don't know why. I'm uh, vampire now. Yeah. <laughs> Blah. Blah. I'm Dracula. Blah. Now this project might sound silly, but believe it or not, the project was launched by the uh, CIA Directorate of Science and Technology. Ooh. In an hour-long procedure, a veterinary... Did you see how I saved like five seconds there? Yeah. In, a, in an hour-long procedure, a veterinary surgeon implanted a microphone in the cat's ear canal, a small radio transmitter at the base of its skull, and a thin wire into its fur. Afterwards, the cat scratched the shit out of his face. <laughs> so, again... They're going to put time and resources into this. The CIA is saying, let's hire a guy, a veterinary surgeon, to implant a microphone into this fucking cat's ear. Why are you... And for an hour, by the way, how long are they going to fucking be there? The story gets even funnier, dude. It, oh, my oh, my God. God. Yes. The, okay, so... This would allow the cat to innocuously record and transmit sound from its surroundings. And by the way, how are they going to keep the cat? Sorry, how are they going to keep the cats over by the fucking ambassadors? Okay, dude. Because eventually that cat's going to go. We get to that in the next paragraph. (laughs) And and I'm, yeah. Due to problems with distraction. The cat's sense of hunger had to be addressed in another operation. Victor Marchetti, a v- former CIA officer, said Project Acoustic Kitty cost about $20 millions. $20 millions. I so, want to make it an Acoustic look, Kitty shirt with yeah. a kitty holding it to a <laughs> Look, 
If you okay, first of all, if you solve the problem of the hunger, basically what you're doing is you're probably uh, hooking up something so that the cat can feed itself. Yeah. At any time. What does it but, have like a little cat backpack that goes into like that a tube? That doesn't matter because if you did that to a dog or a cat, they would eat until they yes. exploded. They would shit like rocket into space. Like, so all literally, the shit. you're like, hey, kitty, kitty, go uh, spy on those two uh, yeah. people, and the cat's like, I'm looking at those motherfucking birds up in that tree, motherfucker. <laughs> Um, the first acoustic kitty mission was to eavesdrop on two men in a park outside the Soviet <laughs> compound on Wisconsin Avenue in Washington, D.C. So let's go spy on the fucking ambassadors. The cat was released nearby but was hit and allegedly killed by a taxi almost immediately. <laughs> Look, I am not laughing at, no. a, at a poor cat Absolutely not. being used by idiots. And then losing its life. We're I'm not laughing not, at the cat dying. I'm laughing at the fucking idiocy <laughs> of the situation. <laughs> the f- <laughs> your big historic moment <laughs> as the CIA, Boom. like your first big project, <laughs> and you're like, hey, let's put microphones in cat ears for espionage. And then <laughs> first fuck, first mission, a cat gets hit. And I'm not, again, we're not laughing. I think no, it's horrible this cat myself, died. And I think it's awful, but. No, but. It's even better, and I heard this, I couldn't find this. That's why I laughed to her, because it was like, the because was released this, nearby, but it was... <laughs> because this was such a last-minute change to our programming, yeah. I couldn't find this other bit of research, and I wish I'd found whether yeah. it was true or not, because I had heard a myth that they CIA had another project similar to, similar to this, but it was cats on acid. Like, they were trying out... LSD on cats or something. I don't know if that's true. It sounds made up, but I I had heard something where so for whatever reason the CIA liked to experiment with cats and I don't know why, but the, the fact that they lost twenty million dollars on this on the first try should have been a sign. Mm-hmm. Um, however, this was disputed in 2013 by Robert Wallace, a former director of the CIA's Office of Technical Service, who said that the project was abandoned due to the difficulty of training the cat to behave as required. No shit. And, quote, the equipment was taken out of the cat, the cat was resewn for a second time and lived a long and happy life afterwards. Let's hope that's true. I wish that's true. I hope that's true. But for comedy's really sake... The car thing is much better. Yeah, I'm sorry. And man. it's not again. It's not because the cat. It's because no. I love it when these government agencies. I just <laughs> love it when they take my tax money <laughs> and waste it on a cat being a fucking surveillance tool. <laughs> God damn it, America! <laughs> the project was canceled in 1967. Uh, closing memorandum said that the CIA researchers believed that they could train cats to move short distances. <laughs> From the bathroom to the bedroom. But in, but that, quote, the environmental and security factors and using this technique in a real foreign situation force us to conclude that for our, quote, or that for our intelligence purposes, it would not be practical. The project was disclosed in 2001 when some CIA documents were declassified by a fucking American goddamn hero. Oh, my God. You know, uh, I'm going to leak something from the government. Oh, yeah? What are you going to leak? Uh, news about JFK getting off by members of the government? No. Well, I'm going to release this thing about Acoustic Kitty. You goddamn son of a bitch. Where's your parade? Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, he's like Julian, Julian Assange or fucking Snowden. He's, <laughs> I had to be extra dirty. That's a skit. That's a skit. <laughs> a, a Julian Assange. A whistleblower who just sucks at his kitty. job. Like, he's like, you know what? Um, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Twitter. I saw Lindsey Graham take 
the last piece of pizza from the uh, Congress. I commissary. have the documents. Yeah, I have the documents that show. He didn't pay for the like, pizza like, either. I have the receipts. <clears throat> He calls up like Sweden, like the Swedish uh, Swedish ambassador, like, "Hey, can I defect to your country? Because they're really coming after me." He's like, "Who are you? <laughs> What's your name?" No, no, they're not. Yeah, I leaked the story about the cats, the the CIA cats, Kusta Kitty. That was I'm me. writing that down. <laughs> Terrible whistleblower. <laughs> Terrible whistleblower. All right, so we're gonna move on from the land mammals to the sea mammals. Ooh. Yeah. So, in the 1960s, at the height of the Cold War, the Soviet authorities reportedly trained beluga whales, dolphins, sea lions, and fur seals to search for underwater mines and other objects. Lev Mukachev? I'm not even going to try. I'm not even going to try to pronounce this <laughs> Russian name. Mukamedov. Lev Schreiber. <laughs> sure. Uh, no. Uh, Lev Mukachev. Uh, Goddamn you national try it. treasure. I did. M- Mukamedov. Mukamedov, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Mukamedov. Lev Mukamedov. Just sound it off. Lev Mukamedov. Lev Mukamedov. My name Lev is Lev Mukamedov. Lev Mukamedov. Lev Mukamedov. Everybody's turned it off right now. Yeah, everybody's like, this fucking Sorry, we're sorry. Sucks. Okay. Lev Mukamedov, a leading researcher on ecology and evolution at, <laughs> at the Russian Academy of Sciences, told Gazeta which is probably their way of saying Gazette, a popular online Russian news site that he saw how bottlenose dolphins were used during Soviet's times to, or Soviet times to guard the entrance to the bay of Sevastopol? Sevastopol? I don't Sevastopol. 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 The city Sevastopol. in Crimea that was home to the Soviet Black Sea Fleet. If a diver passed underwater... Through a protected area, then dolphins would signal to a coastal station using echolocation, high-frequency clicking sounds, Mukamedov said. Nice. Honestly, that's kind of dope. I kind of like that. But it is kind of weird that you're kind of using these dolphins as a part of your army to be like, we got one. <laughs> that was my best dolphin. Can you do dolphin sound? That was good. No, I can't. That's the best I <laughs> That's not bad. Sounds like a. Sounds like, See, I can't get the high sounds frequency. Sounds like a bad Tommy gun sound. Of right. It. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. An elf Tommy gun. A Tommy gun made for trolls. Okay, if they didn't turn off at the fucking Mukamedov shit, they definitely turn off now. Following the right. collapse of the Soviet Union, marine mammal training was discontinued, and according to two thousand a two thousand BBC report, the guard dolphins were sold to Iran. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Evil said he didn't bid enough. Oh, my God. Could you imagine that? That's awesome. Hey, man, I got a tank full of piranhas that were supposed to guard here, but you guys got them. You can use them for your villainous stuff. I don't care. That, that's how fucking... Uh, uh, that, you want to know how James Bond hey, villains I, get? Hey, Ayatollah? Yes, what is it? Um, the Russians them. have some guard dolphins that they have for sale, and they're wondering... Uh, if you would like some security when you swim, uh, yes, yes, that makes sense to me. Let's buy those guard dolphins. Not only were they on the market, yeah. but somebody snatched them yeah. up. I want to. I also want to take time to point out. I, I, if I remember correctly, this is from. This is all pulled directly from a Time article, and I'll have that in the source uh, right. sources in the description because this is a good article, and it's you should read it because it's hilarious. It's already hilarious. But in 2012, the program resumed in Ukraine, according to a report from Russia's state-backed news outlet, Ria Nostovy. 
I'm going to no, say that. I think it's RIA Novosti. I'm going to punch you in the mouth. <laughs> in 25, I, I hate that you can say foreign names better than me. Well, I, no. In 2014, after the Ru- <laughs> Russian annexa- annexation <laughs> of Crimea. Oh, shit, I'm going to start. I can't even yeah, talk. Yeah, sorry. Okay. In 2014, after the Russian annexation of Crimea, the Dolphins came under the control of the Russian Ministry of, <laughs> Ministry of Defense. The Russian military then launched a new program to train combat dolphins and SEALs for the Russian Navy. As of 2016, Russia began searching for new recruits, offering $24,000 for five bottlenose dolphins, according to the Washington Post. <laughs> hey, we need some dolphins. That's, hey. that's the, yeah, why are your Russians from Brooklyn? My, I don't <laughs> Hey, we're over here no, in Moscow. My, that's my, no, that's my uh, Crimea Oh, Crimea, because yeah. it's different. Yeah, um, <laughs> totally different. <laughs> No, it's either it's no, no, either right. Russian vampire, like Russian Dracula, oh, dude, or Russian Bronx. How would you like to fucking write that Craigslist ad? Imagine, oh my, another sketch idea: fucking r- Russian recruitment video for dolphins. <laughs> yeah, you with, can with with uh, subtitles. You can swim with us in the beautiful <laughs> along Crimea in Russia. It's great. Russian recruitment. Yes. Okay. In 2017, Russia's Zvezda TV channel, which is run by the Russian Ministry of Defense, reported that Russia's, quote, underwater special forces, end quote, were taking on new fighters, ring seals, sea hares, harp seals, <laughs> five bottlenose dolphins, and a beluga And, and a partridge in a fucking that, pear tree. The way that it reads, I was thinking that. <laughs> and the 12th. I love how they're just talking about everything, and then- Specifically, five bottlenose dolphins. Like five bottlenose dolphins. We got, we got. That's how you know they're, they're lying. We got ring seals, sea hares, harp seals. We got five bottlenose. We got at dolphins. least five. At fucking, least five. At least five dolphins. Last time I counted, <laughs> which was like five minutes ago. I swear to God, there's five back. <laughs> there's my mic stand. Oh, I was gonna say, I'm like, it sounds like a fucking alarm. <laughs> the whale is coming to get us. In 2017, I already said that. No new fighters. <sighs> rings. And, and I, I just want to say this again because yeah. it's hilarious to yeah. me. New fighters, right? <laughs> ring seals, sea hares, harp seals, at least five, five bottlenose at dolphins, least five. and beluga whales. No number on the beluga whales. <laughs> and they will guard the entrances to naval bases, search for underwater mines, help divers, and if necessary, kill any aliens that invade their territory. I know what they're talking about, but in my mind, it was little green men. Oh, they're like, "Oh fuck, that's ah, awesome. we got another one." Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Zvedya. Uh, Thanks, listen, Russia. Listen, uh, Ivan, we're gonna need a little more. Uh, y- you gave us five bottlenose dolphins. We're gonna need a little more speci- specificity. I swear to God, on how many listen to me, whales are listen. are there? This is like a fucking Wolf of Wall Street. Listen to me, dude. I need at least... If you're giving me five fucking dolphins, I better get three beluga whales, you son of a bitch. Can you at, at least, least... three. Ivan, can you at least give us... You're so specific with the bottlenose dolphins. Can you at least give us a ballpark Ivan, of Ivan, the amount of beluga Ivan, whales? Do I look like a whore? Um, do I look like I a whore? Say, do you want to fuck me, Ivan? Because you're doing say, it right now, if Ivan. If you're asking me to give you a ballpark, I would say a shit ton of beluga whales. I like how uh, I played it as angry Bronx guy, and you're trying to be like the button-down accountant. Yeah, you're like, doing like a completely different bit. I've never seen The Wolf of Wall Street. Well, I was just being a yuppie. 
hey, I'm a yuppie over here. <laughs> no, I was not. I no, was being I a Bronx no, street listen, kid, all right? Listen, here's the best part about our show is that we, about 99.9% of the time, are right there. And you know what? Even though we weren't right there, it was still funny. So go to hell. No, it's more so it's been a long fucking week, and we've kind of just lost our minds. So let's get to it, buddy. Tinfoil. Okay. Um, in re- Israel related, uh, Huba stank. Israel related. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So Israel related. Okay. Yeah. Confession. Yeah. This is where the show really started. This episode, and then I had found other stuff later. Yeah. But. Israel has a whole entire Wikipedia page dedicated oh to all the animal spying conspiracies. Some of it's really anti-Semitic, and we will not cover those because I don't want to fucking espouse that shit. A lot of it is just blaming Israel for everything, but Guaranteed that's what that's what everybody didn't does. Use any shellfish <laughs> yeah. for spy animals. So let's get into it, buddy. Uh, Israel-related animal conspiracies. This is the main reason for this week's episode. Um, start with the birds. Uh, the kestrel is frequent is a frequent visitor to Israel and Turkey during the nesting season, and in 2013, Hezbollah claimed to have captured Israeli <laughs> spying eagles. Of course. Uh-huh. In the same year, a kestrel carrying an Israeli footband was discovered by villagers in the <laughs> Ilazig prophet, province, Turkey. Aha! See? Leg band. It says Israel. Yeah. Initially, medical uh, di- personnel at Firat University identified the bird as Israeli spy, quote, <laughs> in their registration documents. However, after thorough medical examinations, including x-ray scans, the bird was determined to be carrying no electronic equipment. Huh. No charges were filed and the kestrel was freed and allowed to continue its flight. But look at the fabric of that footband. It's beautiful. Oh, heads up. Most, and again, there are more. There are a lot more, too. Uh, we picked the ones that aren't anti-Semitic. Yes. <laughs> and not Zionist propaganda. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there is a, and, and they do address it when you, you look at it, is the fact that this is a really common pattern. Oh, yeah. And it's kind of, it's a kind of offensive. Oh, uh, yeah. Know, well, it, if you think about it, I mean, everybody in the Middle East is like, oh, dude. And Israelis are dangerous. And most, here's the thing. Here's a little tip for some people that don't know. Most Birds have GPS tracking on them because they're trying to find out flight patterns. Migratory patterns, yeah. Uh, it's for also for avian flu, make sure people aren't getting that and getting sick from that. And it's also to check if there's an endangered species, they want to track where they are and try to make sure that they're protected. Well, also, birds probably know more than we do, so if they're doing something strange, we want <laughs> right. to know about it. But that's the thing. It's not uncommon to have GPS tracking on birds. Yeah. That's something I want to point out here because... Having an Isra- a band that says it's from Israel doesn't really mean anything because birds have GPS systems on. Yeah, them. and uh, what you don't think? And you know what? You don't think there's hawkers? They're not uh, real what are they anyway. Called? Ha- uh, ra- you don't think there's raptors in Israel? You know, people who like train hawks. You don't oh think- yeah, there there are absolutely. There's there's raptors everywhere. Well, the re- the way that I made sure I that my hawks like- would always come back to me is I put a band on their foot that said I Israel. What, I know what you said, but my stupid lizard brain made me think of Jurassic Park. I know what you meant, but immediately I was like, well, no, they're extinct. But anyway, I'm talking about the yes, G.I. Joe I know. Guy. Okay. Like, yes, yes, I know what they are. The okay, so um, in May 2012, a dead European bee eater with an Israeli leg band used by naturalists to track migratory birds was found by villagers near the southeastern Turkish city of Gaziantep. The villagers worried that the bird may have carried a microchip from Israeli intelligence to spy on the area and alerted local officials. The head of the Agriculture and Livestock Provincial Directorate in Gaziantep, Gaziantep Akif Aslampe, 
ass play. Examine the ass course. play. Examine the course. <laughs> it's an ass play. If you read that really fast, yeah. it's Aziz Sorry. ass play. I keep it around. Examine the course of the uh, corpse of the bee eater and stated that he found that quote the nose of the bird is very different and much lighter than others, and that it quote can be used for audio and video, which quote in the case of Israel they do. <laughs> he just casually throws that in nine. There. A, ter- a counterterrorism. Sorry, it was a footnote from the. Oh, you didn't have to tell them. They you could have just mean. laughed. Well, I don't want them to think you just made it like a German. No. Oh. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> That's I didn't realize. Yeah. I figured people. Yeah. Yeah, but, counter- no, but again, yeah. it's yeah. casual. It's very casual for him to be like, and they could they could do that. Well, of course, audio Israel's video because that's what Jews do. That's yeah, that's exactly. The, uh, that's what's uh, in in um, what's the word? That's what's inferred by his right. And that's just words. how Palestine. And that's that's just how Turkey and Palestine and Israel. That's just how they. They're, they're, that's how they roll. Unfortunately, that's how they interact with each other. It's a. It's a there's a lot of turmoil. It's there. a three way of dumb and that, fuckery. And that is all we will say about paranoia it. and dumb fuckery. The episode is not about con- a counter. Yeah. the Middle East. <laughs> a counterterrorism unit became involved before Turkey's agriculture ministry assured villagers that it is common to equip migratory birds with rings in order to track their movements. Yes, like also, we were saying earlier. Do you really think that Israel is sending over birds to uh, 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 to spy on fucking villagers? Hey, man, they they want to surveil Idiots. everyone. They yeah, want them all. Great. Yeah. The BBC correspondent Jonathan Head. <laughs> uh, that's how immature we are. It's the word head. Johnny Head. Johnny Head. I'm going to get some. Johnny Head. Johnny Head. I'm sorry. Ascribe the I'm event. sorry, Jonathan. I'm so sorry. Right? I know you won't hear this, but I'm just I just heard uh, your podcast, and I'm not happy. Hey. Johnny Head. Although I do get a lot of head. That was my name in college. When I went to university. I'm sorry. Ascribe the event. Okay, so he He ascribed the event to his view that, quote, wildly implausible conspiracy theories take root easily in Turkey, uh, as well as tryptophan, with alleged uh, Israeli plots among the most widely believed. Also, um, stuffing cooks real good in Turkey, too. Yeah. I love a good stuffing. In December 2012, a Sudanese (laughs) newspaper reported that the Sudan government had captured a vulture in the town of Kirianek, which they said was an Israeli spy bird and was tagged in Hebrew (laughs) and equipped with electronic devices. Uh, Iran's press TV later claimed the bird was an eagle, quote, equipped with Mossad's tracking and other surveillance devices. I'm sorry. And again, we're not getting into the geopolitics of all this, but I just, I was laughing because I'm like, it really is. They're just blaming everything on Israel. Pretty much. That's all they're doing. Shit goes wrong. Or it must have been Mossad. That's not all they're doing. They're doing, yeah, we're not getting into the conflict. <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, that's the funny. Dude, the Mossad are fucking badasses, well, though, what, what's, what's to me is funny about all of it is, and what I'll bring it back to, is the incompetence it would take for these people to use animals. And that's why it's so funny to blame everything on Israel that all this stuff's happening because we know, they don't necessarily know this, but we know we have the context of none of this shit works. Yeah, Spy animals don't work. <laughs> they just don't. Yeah. Uh, Whether they're real or not. <laughs> Ohad Hazof, the avian ecologist, told Israeli news site Yinet. Actually, I think it's Maybe Knet. it's just why not. I think it's Knet. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is a young vulture that was tagged along with 100 others in October. He has two wing bands and a German-made GPS chip. Hazolf denied that the device had any phot- photographic capabilities. In an interview with CNN, he stated that, quote, I'm not an intelligence expert, 
But what would be learned from putting a camera onto a vulture? You cannot control it. It's not a drone that you can send where you want. What would be the benefit of watching a vulture eat the insides of a dead camel? Exactly. And congratulations to Ohad Hazov for being the hero of our podcast. Today. Hero of the week. Hero of the week. We can't do that. Calling bullshit out and protecting the weak. As we speak. Um, so now we're going to get into the real inspiration. And I said it before, I've said it multiple times. This is this is my favorite part. Is we're gonna be talking about GPS freaking sharks. Sharks with freaking GPS yeah. freaking lasers. This sounds like a really shitty sci-fi original movie. It's GPS sharks. Land or sea, they know where you're at. Sons of bitches. Yeah. So this is the story that inspired the episode. Freaking sharks with freaking GPS attached to their freaking heads. So in December twenty ten, several shark attacks occurred off the South Sinai Resort. Sinai. Is that really how you pronounce yeah, it? South Sinai. Pff. South Sinai Resort of Sharm El Zahik. El Sheik. El Sheik? I don't know. In Egypt. Following the attacks, in an interview on Tofik Osaka's Okaska, I don't know. I, we're, I'm going to butcher these names. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, is uh, He had a popular but controversial Egyptian Today television show. That's what it was on. He said, uh, a Captain Mustafa Ismail. Introduced uh, as a famous diver, alleged that the GPS tracking device found in one of the sharks was in fact a guiding device planted by Israeli agents. So, <laughs> this is the thing that gets me about this. It amplifies sharks so fucking much. Because again, sharks are scary. But sharks are scary when they're smart and they're spies. I also know that, um, I, uh, um, I, I know enough about foreign names to know that, uh, Captain Mustafa Ishmael is about the same as John Smith. Yeah, it's a very, and Ishmael is name. the name of the guy, uh, for the Middle East. No, Ishmael is the name of the guy in, uh, Moby Dick. Oh, yeah. You think he was the guy that was the, <laughs> he's maybe the guy he saw the chasing, GPS He's the guy first. chasing the white whale with a hump <laughs> like a snow hill. Prompted in a television interview for comments, the governor of South Sinai, Mohammed Abdul Fadhil Shuka, Shuka, Shuza, maybe? Fadhil Shuza? I, again, I'm going to butcher these names. Initially said, quote, what is being said about the Mossad throwing the deadly shark in the sea to hit tourism in Egypt is not out of the question, but it needs time to confirm, end quote. The Israeli foreign ministry, in response, suggesting that Shuza had seen Jaws one too many times, <laughs> and the governor later dismissed any connection between the event and Israel. Yeah. Good job. That's how you handle stupidity like that. Because mm. <laughs> So this guy is telling me that Israel put GPS trackers on these sharks to go attack people in Egypt so they won't go to Egypt for tourism. Mm -hmm. So what are they going to do? Go to Israel instead? <laughs> What's the plan? Most people are going to go to Egypt if they want to go to sure. Egypt. And in fact, I'm pretty sure that you have to have like a special passport to get to Israel. Oh, if yeah. If you're it, coming from the Middle East. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's true or I not. Don't, I, I know that they... I just know there's a whole different set of security protocols oh, to go yeah. to Israel versus Egypt. This right. is how different yeah, countries you, you are. Can't, Customs are different. If you're going to Egypt, you, you don't just automatically go... Well, I've heard there's sharks in Egypt, so instead we're going to Israel, and, I spent and it's just easy. Thousands of dollars at this resort in yeah. my plane ticket, but I'm gonna go to Israel instead because of sharks. The Mossad is gonna come meet you at the gate and be like, "Hey, so uh, why did you go to Egypt? You wanted to go to Egypt, but now you're coming Egypt, here. Why? Egypt is a beautiful country that you can 
go other. You don't have Israel to go. Israel is rightly paranoid, kind of. I mean, they're you know whatever. Is, but I don't, I, I, they're I'm just sure sitting in the middle but, of a bonfire of people who hate them. And I also want to point out, you could probably say the same about Israel. That's not what we're saying. What we are saying is sharks are not going to change that choice for a lot of people. No. <laughs> I'm you, sorry. You we, take two. Yeah, yeah. We. <laughs> We had to stop for a second, and I messed up the recording three times now. So, uh, take three. Describing the conspiracy connection to <laughs> Israel as, quote, sad, Professor Muhammad Hanafi, a marine biologist at Su... What did you say? Suez? Say, Suez. Suez Canal University, pointed out that the GPS devices are used by marine biologists to track sharks. Not surprising. It's the same technology they use for the birds, probably. No. But different, because it's in water. Not to... <laughs> It's not, it was made to track them, not to remote control them. Egyptian officials suggested that, the, suggested that the attacks were due to overfishing, illegal feeding, the dumping overboard of sheep carcasses, or unusually high water temperatures. Does that happen a lot in the Middle East? I guess. Uh, just people just dumping out sheep. God damn Cor- it. Bob, you brought along your collection I of swear- fucking... Sheep carcass. I swear toss, to God. Toss them overboard. Get them the fuck out of here. Every freaking Thursdays, bringing these sheep yeah, carcasses. Yeah, and we gotta dump them overboard, and then sharks are killing people. Son of a bitch. I loved how like every other one was like overfishing. Oh yeah, illegal feeding. <laughs> yeah, sure. Unusually high water temperatures. Sure. Oh, okay. Bob dumping <laughs> sheep carcasses. The worst part is he didn't even take the wool off of them. For years, the Somali government has not been looking at pirates. They've been looking at a man named Bob. Where are the sheep, Bob? Who likes... Where are the sheep carcasses, Bob? I don't know, Marco. (laughs) This episode. All right. We got more. That was prescient that I snorted because pigs. Hey. On several occasions, Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas... (laughs) I believe it's pronounced. Yeah, I, think it I is. believe that's pronounced Mahmoud, Mahmoud Abbas. Yeah, probably accused Israel of releasing wild boars to destroy agricultural fields in the West Bank in order to cause damage to produce and intimidate Palestinian farmers. Hmm. Every <laughs> night they release wild pigs I don't think against you believe us. Him. <laughs> Abbas was recorded as saying in one speech, an Israeli government of- official rejected the allegations, commenting that. Why do they think we're using pigs against us when they when they when we literally just take pot shots at their women and children from the walls of Israel? Jesus. Whoa, I don't see that in the rundown. Oh, sorry. Commenting that it's a pity the Palestinian Authority president chooses to propagate such rubbish and it raises questions about his real position on Israel. Yeah, uh boars that- If you if you were using target practice, if you were using my kids as target practice cuz you're fucking bored while you're guarding the fucking walls of Israel, I might get a little pissed off at you, too. I'm not going to comment on that. No but, uh, comment. <laughs> no comment. No. Mostly because I'm not educated, and we don't want to talk about that today. Yeah, We're having sorry. a fun episode, Tyler. Well, no, what do no, you, no, get no, your no. politics out God of here. God damn it. Um, my take on this is incredible because it's the best take you've ever heard. No. <laughs> my take on this is that it is incredible, that, and we still have one more to go, people, believe yeah. it or not. And this is me cherry-picking. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more conspiracy we theories like uh, tie- five hours. Yeah, uh, tied to these, these animals. But, but um, something like boars, yeah. I think it's incredible to say that because boars roam. That's their thing. They're a nomadic That's creature. Their point. Yeah. Their they're not, we're not talking about like a regular farm pig that you know is going to go to the slaughterhouse. We're talking about wild yeah. boars. Yeah. 
With tusks and shit. Yes. That, by the way, here's a fun fact. If you put a pig out in the wild, it'll turn into a boar. It'll grow a hide. It'll grow out its tusks. So these are wild animals. It's like, That would be like saying that they put tracking devices in fucking wolves to intimidate people. Wolves <laughs> do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck catching that wolf. Yes. On May 5th, 2016, a 10-year-old Palestinian girl was bitten on the hand either by a wild boar or a pig and suffered shock as a result. I'm telling you, it was the... Man bear pig. Palestine. <laughs> half man, half bear. Half I tried pig. to tell you guys. Pal- it's real. Palestinians blame Israeli settlers for deliberately releasing boars on the West Bank to deliberately attack villagers as a way to keep them off their land. While others claim that the Israeli West Bank barrier, quote, affected the habitats of wild boars, possibly leading to higher concentrations of the animal's population in certain areas. That makes sense. That that does, but also to go back to the idea that they were ha- they were using the boars as security to attack the villagers. Why would they do that when they have guns? And I'm not saying they would shoot these people. I'm just saying that why would you go through the effort of cultivating these boars into this area when um, you could just, if you really, if you're the, trying... The the entire international community has turned a blind eye to the massacre of Palestinians on the West Bank for so many decades now. Hey, what makes you get think, your politics out of uh, here, this sir. This is fact. This is a um, fun episode. If uh, What makes you think that they would need to use pigs? Like, you know what? The UN's cracking down on us shooting them Palestinians. <laughs> better get the we boars. We better get the boars. <laughs> Like, that's the stupidest no, dude, fucking thing I've ever release seen. Release the hounds, release, release the boars. The boars. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, no, yeah, it, it, it's it's silly. Look because, that other shit up too, because you'll be surprised. And this is and this is something you know we talk about this with the show all the time as you know we're rounding out year one. It's people are they're in a volatile situation. Israel and Palestine, no matter who you support and your politics on that, it is a situation that it feels like it's going to be going on forever and these people are constantly scared and they're going to have these paranoias mm-hmm. either side is going to have paranoias and and, and worries so that's how that stuff happens that's how these these conspiracies can can come to light mm-hmm. and that's just unfortunately well, paranoia can also blind you to the fact that you are now the bully sure israel yeah. well Again, we're not going to get into the politics. Nope. But <laughs> reptiles. Let's wrap this one up. So let's talk about some lizards, <laughs> some reptiles. I tried. The I reptilians. Tried. <laughs> yeah, that's got to be I'm an just, episode. <laughs> right. Reptilians. Ooh. In February 2018, Hassan Farazabadi, nice. a military advisor to Israni, Israni, <laughs> Iranian Supreme Leader Ali, oh, they said his, I've heard his name before, but Khamenei. I can't. Khamenei, yeah. Accused Western countries, including Israel, of spying on Iranian nuclear sites using lizards and chameleons. Which, honestly, of all the animals that we have talked about tonight, chameleon makes a lot of sense. Because it could blend into its environment if it was going to spy on you. Which, according to him, attract atomic waves. So somehow, these lizards, these reptilians, chameleons even, are... Attracting atomic waves, or 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 they are—they're not the fucking Hulk who can smell gamma radiation or some shit. I don't know, Tyler. What do you think? Should, do you think you could use a chameleon as a good surveillance weapon? Sure, I want one that attracts atomic waves. <laughs> you know how much money we can Why? make on nuclear waves. 
Quote. Yeah, but here's my thing. Is Wait, hold on. Oh, sorry. No, no, I'm sorry. No, was... finish the quote because that actually goes, I didn't realize you hadn't read that. Oh, right. Quote, we found out that their skin attracts atomic waves and that they were nuclear spies <laughs> who wanted to find out where inside the Islamic Re- Republic of Iran we have uranium mines and where we are engaged in atomic activities, end quote. What? How the fuck does that? How how the fuck does that make them spies? That their skin attracts atomic waves. Also, any creature whose skin attacks atomic wa- attracts atomic waves is dead. Or it's Godzilla. No, not even that, man. I'm pretty sure that. Well, the uh, new movies they say they're the atomic. Oh. Like he. Oh, you're one of those. Well, you don't like the, the new, new the movies. movies? Yeah. You don't like the Brian Cranston one where he's in it for like 15 minutes? I gotta be honest, um, when I was a kid, Godzilla movies were like, oh, this is neat. But now it's like, why would you make a movie about something that's huge and could literally kill everybody in the movie with one foot? Because it's exciting. He stepped this way instead of that way. Our whole plan is doomed. But Tyler, Tyler, here's movie's the thing. over. Ten minutes. Here's the thing, Tyler. Uh, I can buy one of these chameleons turning into Godzilla before I can buy them actually being spies. That's true. <laughs> that is, you know... Uh, so that wraps up this week's episode. Wraps up year one, Tyler, of uh, Tinfoil Radio. Um, you For all anxiety. Yeah. A good start to 2021, I think. And I think for my mental health, for Tyler's, and for you, the listener, I think it was best not to go down the rabbit hole that we usually do with right-wing pop- propaganda and the things that we've done in the past year. And believe me, we will get back to those because exposing that stuff, talking about that stuff, and, and speaking truth to that is, is Tyler, if you've, you've heard in the past few days from me, that's what drives me. And that's why it's important to cover those topics on this show. I just felt right now for where we all were, I mean, everybody that I've talked to and pretty much I think anybody in this country that isn't some dipshit QAnon or asshole actually is depressed and upset with where we are as a country. And I thought the best way to forget about that is talk about fucking spy animals because it's silly and yeah, that we need the reprieve. And I know I brought it up here and we don't want to talk a lot about it, but you, you know, we, I've said it, you know, after the George Floyd stuff, and all the turmoil that happened in the summer, I just wanted you guys to know that if you're listening to the show, we love you. Yes. And we we want you to be safe, and we want to be chuckleheads that you can turn to at the end of your week and just laugh. Whatever, whatever your leanings politically or whatever, I hope you understand that there are not like seven different truths about one thing. No. There's one truth, and it's we your job. it's your job to look it up. And it's your job to find out what the real truth is. And it's your job not to listen to these fucking idiots who are literally just doing it so they can get your money. It's your job. And if you think we're... And, and if you just listen to whatever somebody says on TV, then I, got, I, I pray that you find the strength to understand how wrong you are by doing that. And I, that's do what, the research. And look, I, li- I, unfortunately, because of my job, I have to hear right wing, you know, Talking heads and talk radio. Uh, yeah, I was going to say cocksuckers. <laughs> and I and I also, you know, I look at left leaning content politically. I get I hear both sides all the time, and I think that's how I can formulate an opinion and, and formulate what I think is the truth. But I I do understand what you're saying, and we you, we need to strive to tell the truth. And the only way that we can start healing 
is if we start understanding, like you said, Tyler, not every truth is objective. Some things can be, and there's nothing wrong with critically thinking sure. about is these God things. Real? That's a subjective truth. Right. right. There's but nothing wrong with thinking science critically. and shit like that. Stop it. Yes. And thank you so much for taking this ride with us over this past year. Mm-hmm. I can't honestly some of the 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 responses we get and some of the, the things that I've heard from people, uh, it keeps me going. It keeps us doing this show and I can't wait for year two because it's going to be a wild fucking ride and wild fucking ride. nothing's going to stop us from doing it. We're, we've done it every week for a year. Rain, sleet, hail, snow, holidays, nothing's whatever it is. We brought this now. show and it happens because of you. And remember, if you're hearing this, what well, before that, let's plug some stuff. Follow us. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do a yeah, you're going. dramatic send-off. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Tinfoil Radio. Uh, you can like us on or Tinfoil underscore radio on Twitter. Like us on Facebook, Tinfoil Radio. You can hear Tyler's music on Bandcamp, Amazing T-Bird mm-hmm. there. You go to tpublic.com. Yeah, you can get our merch. You get Tyler's All merch. All sorts of shit. Search the Amazing T-Bird. You can search Tinfoil Radio there. And remember, if you're hearing this... We're dead, but tomorrow, next week, we'll be back. So, I fucked that up. I, you know, oh what? my god, fuck! Just With New Year, same shit. God damn god it! God damn it! Fuck! See you next fuck week. Fuck you! Ah, yeah. What is my problem?